If you're a designer who ends up in this situation and your validation turns out that actually, no, this is not the right design. It does have issues. Don't take it personally. Like we've been saying, you learn something from this. You learn, okay, that approach wasn't the right approach to take. And then you get to try something else that is extremely valuable. You'll take it with you throughout all of the rest of the design decisions you make in your career. Welcome to Design Life a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. My name's Femke. And we have a listener topic today. Someone emailed in looking for some advice around validating your design. And I'm just going to read out what they emailed in. They said, I'm currently working at an early stage startup as a software engineer. So hello, engineer. Yeah, nice to see engineers are listening to the show. Uh, They go on to say, I feel like the UI UX of our app and our marketing site is not quite up to par. And I'm wondering, A, since design is subjective, how can I validate if my perception is correct or not? And B, if our design is lacking, if you have any advice on how to approach this with our designer and or with management. So this this topic caught my eye because I'm actually going through something sort of similar at work at the moment where we're trying to define metrics in terms of how we want to validate whether our product experiences are actually working well and if they are up to par, quote unquote. So I'm curious to talk about this with you, Charlie, especially your experience from, you know, the marketing side of things. But as usual, before we kick it off, little catch up, how are things going? Things are going good. I am going to be heading away in a couple of weeks on the trip to Iceland, which I'm very excited about. And I've been Honestly, as I look at my Notion board right now, I think I've been doing a really good job getting ahead of content before oh, I go. Oh, good, good. Um, like, I'm not going to have to film anything in May, I don't think. So that feels good that I've gotten ahead there because I have really been trying to be consistent this year. But I'm excited because next week I get to see you in person. I know, I cannot believe for it. For the first time in... How many years has it been? When did we last see each other? Was it 2019? I think it was. Um, it, when I went to yeah. Canada, we, we met up there. Yeah, yeah, 2019. You weren't living there yet, but you were traveling there. It would have been summer, I think, of 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, four years. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're uh, my partner and I are coming to Spain. We're going to see you and say hi. uh, And it's going to be so great. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What about you? What have you been up to aside from planning your trip? <laughs> yes, planning my trip. Uh, today is the last day of my course cohort, the first cohort of the course. Yeah, it's, it's already today. over. I know. It's wow. been four weeks. Yeah. Wow. So I have a like one last live session today with all of the students from the course wrapping it up. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really curious to start getting the feedback because uh, today they basically get sent out like surveys and like give, give your course feedback, like rating the course. They can rate it like zero to ten. And uh, yeah, I'm nervous, but also very excited to see what the feedback's going to be. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm hype about that. That's so exciting. Well done, fam. Getting through the first cohort. Thanks. And... Also, it just seems like you've been loving it, you know, like we're <laughs> hoping fun. that the, the the feedback is positive because you want to run this again and yeah. that you want to make sure people have found it useful. For uh, sure. Which I'm, from what I've been seeing on social media, I'm sure that that's going to be the case. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to, for you to get that survey results Thanks. in and know for sure. Yeah, totally. I'm so curious, like what feedback people might have, 
you know, so I can like tweak it for the next cohort. And yeah, I've had a lot of people asking me if I'm going to run the course again. Uh, the answer is like, yes, I definitely am going to run the course Ooh. again. Just TBD on timing and when, but I'm hoping sometime this summer. So stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of summer, can we just say up the top also that we are both going to be together at Config in we June? We are. We are. Woohoo. Um, yes. So if anyone is going to Config, we've been thinking about hosting like a design life meetup. Yep. I've got no idea how to arrange that or like where we arrange that. <laughs> we need to figure it out because it's been so long since we both went to a design conference together. And I know, I know the podcast has grown since then. Your audience especially has grown a lot since then. Uh, so we've got to do something where we we'll get figure a group it out. of folks together. So yep. stay tuned. Make sure you're following our Twitters and uh, yes. that's where you'll hear about it. You will for sure. Yes, cannot wait. And that is happening, if you don't know, that is Figma's conference happening in June 21st and 22nd, I think. So yes, to that sounds about right. <laughs> yes. In San Francisco. Yes, in San Francisco. So maybe we'll see some of you there. I can't wait. Maybe. Woohoo. Yeah. Well, should we get into today's topic and help out this engineer who wrote in, which yes. I'm excited about, that they're asking about this and that they're thinking about design and how to validate it. Um, but I know it'll also be really helpful for designers listening to. Can you tell us, Fem, a little bit about, you said you're in a similar situation. Yeah. What is, what is your situation? Because we've heard the listeners in some yeah. detail. So my situation is that I work on a team that is not necessarily like a big revenue generating team. So... Mm -hmm. For those who, who aren't aware, I work at a company called Gusto. We offer like payroll HR software. So it's like B2B. So our main like revenue is employers, right? Like businesses sign up to use our platform and they pay their employees through the platform. Now I'm on the employees team, what we sort of call members. So we're sort of trying to figure out, okay, how do we measure success in our team when like we're not necessarily the ones bringing in leads or like revenue to gusto that comes through employers or like businesses signing up to use gusto and so we have a mobile app it's it's a really great mobile app in fact it won a couple of design awards last year i just nice. learned recently so the app is great uh, i think what what i and maybe some of my peers on my team are struggling with is like how do we measure success of this experience like if we're not a revenue generating team necessarily what what constitutes like a good experience like how are we going to measure that and some of the things we've been talking about are things like nps score which mm -hmm. stands for net promoter score which if you're not familiar it's sort of asking people like how likely are you to recommend this to a friend sort of thing right so if that is sort of scoring pretty high then you can sort of draw conclusions from that that okay people are enjoying this they're having a good experience Another metric we've talked about is like CSAT scores, so like customer satisfaction. So that's more on like the support side, like how many tickets mm. are we getting? How many issues are people getting? Like, are we resolving those well? Uh, so more about the customer experience side. But I still feel like there's room for something else of like, how are we actually gonna measure success of our experience and, and how are we gonna know that we're doing the right thing and bringing value to our users? Uh, so yeah, when I read this question around like validating your design, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of have similar, similar like struggles at the moment because I'm also trying to figure out what is success for us on our team. So yeah, that's a bit of color on where I'm at at the moment with my team. Interesting. I'm curious to know back when maybe it was when you're on a different team at Gusto or maybe at a different company where your metric of success 
was really clear and it was yeah. like super measurable. How, how did you validate your designs then? Yeah. So I think thinking back, like clearer metrics I've had in the past often are things like either revenue or are we generating more like signups or like adoption of certain programs or features. Right. Uh, and I think in order, I guess in order to validate your design, you need to know what you're measuring. Right. So you need to know yep. like, what is your goal? And so back then in those other products I've worked on, that was a lot clearer what our like top line goal was. Like, what are we trying to drive? What impact are we trying to push in the business? And I think because that's a little unclear and fuzzy in my current team, that's where we start to struggle a little bit with like, what is our top line like business impact that we're trying to go for? Yeah. And if you did know that, would you be like, is it user research you'd be doing? Is it um, A-B testing Yeah, that would validate an idea for you? Or would it mostly be just like looking at the metrics and knowing, okay, well, this is meeting a metric level works fine with like this is acceptable and so we're we're gonna call it um a yeah good design. i think like baseline table stakes is looking at the metrics right yeah. so like we should always at least be doing that and that can help validate are we on track are we off track like is this reaching our goals in addition to that you know research is great that's a really nice to have also things like user testing is also great and then i think when i think also to my design process like knowing what our goals are and like what we're trying to validate better helps me make decisions or I guess more confident mm. decisions because I know I, I better understand what we're trying to achieve. So I feel like I can do better design decision-making if that is clearer. Yep. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I'm really curious to know from this listener if, if there's something like what metrics are the, is the app and the site that they're talking about held accountable to? And if the the sense that it's not quite up to par is coming from like, oh, we're seeing our metrics aren't doing well. Is our design possibly a result of that? Um, right. Like to blame for that in a way, like quote unquote, don't want to blame people or, or things. Yeah. But, um, playing a part. Or if they're looking at the site, because they do say like, since design is subjective to an extent, I'm wondering if they're looking at it and feeling like, hmm, this isn't like modern enough. I feel like I've seen things that visually look sharper, more put together from other companies. Cause there is two ways that you're like spidey senses, I guess, can go <laughs> off. I've had it happen for me where I've looked at a page on our site and my like design standards senses have gone, oh my gosh, we can do so much better than this. Like the alarm bells go off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, this looks so like messy. I could make that so much clearer. But then I look at the sign up rate and I'm like, okay, it's meeting its goals. It's doing fine. And it's kind of discouraging in a way because you're like, well, you know, there is only so much that design can play in a process. And sometimes right. the like pitch is compelling enough that it succeeds despite a design. Um, or like, you know, we can sometimes be a bit too fussy about it. Uh, so that was a sign to me to put my attention elsewhere. But yeah, I think there is those, those are the two things that can start you questioning and like needing to validate an idea, right? Totally. And like to your second point there, I think that helps with prioritization too, yes. right? Like, okay, as designers, we know this could be a little bit better, but hey, it's meeting our goals. So maybe this isn't the like number one drop everything to prioritize thing to fix, right? Yep. Uh, and I guess like, I, I agree with you, like reading this, this person's question or their situation, I'm curious as well, like, 
have they actually validated that it is the design that is causing these Mm. issues or could it be something else? Like that's probably where I would start. That would be my advice to this person is like, okay, how confident do we know that this is, you know, design is, is causing an issue here. Uh, And have they looked at the metrics? Have they tried to see like where people are dropping off or like where things are sort of on a downwards trend or not working very well. And then looked at the design at that particular step in that, flow or experience or whatever um, that's probably where I would start just to try to paint a bit of a picture and get a bit of an understanding of what's happening and, and what could be causing it yes and I would say as well don't um, underestimate the value of qualitative feedback qualitative metrics like that is still a way to measure success something that I did recently at ConvertKit is I ran a brand perception survey It wasn't a super wide reaching one. There was like, I think nearly 200 responses. So it wasn't a huge sample size compared to like the overall size of our audience. But in that there was some interesting things that came out that like I couldn't have learned just from looking at metrics. Right. Um, Like identifying areas of opportunity, for example, where we could be seen as being more innovative. We're a very innovative product. Like, we were created by an entrepreneur to solve a problem that he was having as a creator. And that is not a perception that um, is as strong as we would like it to be. Mm. The majority of responses still agreed with the statement that saying ConvertKit is innovative, but I'm like, that's an area of opportunity for us that we could push it further. Um, And I think design can play a role in that because there are a lot of assets we put out and pages on our site that look dated because they are dated. We're a small team and we like have a lot to work on and we just haven't gotten to everything yet. Um, so that for me was like a signal, oh, maybe I need to work on this because although the sign up rate is going fine, um, it could be contributing to this like perception of our brand that we right. don't want to be building. So um, that's like another reason why you might want to tackle something. For sure. Yeah. So I I like that you sent out the survey. Are there some other ways, like for this engineer, for example, do you have any ideas of other ways they could try to get that qualitative feedback in a quick way? Yeah, I would say for the app and sort of what you were saying about looking at the customer experience, like what are people in support writing in about? Like, is it not being flagged as an issue because support can help them solve the problem really easily? And so the team gets resolved in five minutes, boom, everyone's fine. But if a lot of people are writing in about that one thing, maybe we should, you know, solve the problem so that they don't have to wonder and they don't have to write it in the first place. Um, Taking a look at that, just like genuinely wanting to explore how our customers are perceiving the app, how are they using it, what problems are they having with it? I think it could be helpful for them as an engineer as well as for them to investigate this design problem a little bit more. Yeah. What if they're in the situation where you know, maybe like the metrics are okay, not smashing it out of the park, but let's say we're reaching our goals, but still this engineer feels like there's room for improvement. Like, okay, I think we could push it a bit further or the design is, you know, it's working, but is it, is it excelling? Is it hitting it out of the park? Uh, have you been in that situation? What would you do? What would you recommend in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's cases where maybe you see opportunities to push things even further and providing it can be prioritized, that's always going to be beneficial, right? Because uh, from a marketing perspective, we have a marketing funnel where it's like traffic to our site needs to lead to this percent of people converting so that this percent create accounts so that this percent become customers. You know, we lead people through that funnel. If we can dial up the number of 
people that our site converts into trialists, people who are making accounts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then we've got more opportunity for those people to become customers. And like, you know, changing any part of the funnel in that way, you know, you send more traffic, then that's more people um, signing up, et cetera, because of the way it flows through the funnel. Um, and so it's valuable to suggest those things if you've got an idea for something that should be an opportunity. But I think you should also like be willing to accept if you're told that it's not a priority. Right. Because if it is meeting the metrics that the business have said, this is what we need to hit. Um, even if there's opportunity, like there's always going to be opportunity. And yeah. if it's identified that we need to put our uh, problem solving skills elsewhere, then that's just what needs to happen at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that similar, like when I think about when I've been in these situations, it really does come down to like, okay, well, there's like 10 of those areas of opportunity, right? Like we could improve this page, we could improve this screen. Uh, and so then it comes down to a question of like, which one has like, could have the most impact or which one of mm. these changes or, or initiatives is gonna most like, like roll up to our big team goal or something. So yeah, then it, it does really come down to that prioritization. Uh, which can be challenging sometimes if you feel really passionate about something you're like, Oh, I just know we could make this like one change, but yeah, it's, is it the most important thing for the team to focus on? That's really the question. Yeah. That's a, been a thing for me as I've leveled up throughout my career. There was times where I was like, I do not understand why everybody <laughs> else doesn't understand why we shouldn't be doing this one thing. And I like was so passionate about it, but now I'm in a position where I'm like, I can see fires burning all over the place. And I'm yeah. like, that one's under control. That one's under control. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal with this one here that's getting out of hand. And you just like, you know, you accept that there's opportunities that you're not taking advantage of. <laughs> For sure. Another way, I guess that, uh, you know, speaking about being a small team and um, having to leave some fires burning, there's a lot of times that we ship stuff at ConvertKit, at least from the marketing perspective, where we don't validate the design idea beforehand. We just uh -huh. ship it. We're yeah. like, we think this is an improvement on what's here, we're gonna ship it. Um, we try and do A-B tests because then it, you get to learn something and you get to learn for sure if your gut was correct. But sometimes we haven't had like the data capacity to be able to measure an A-B test. And so we've been like, okay, we're just gonna ship this brand new homepage. It's gonna be totally different from the last one. And we feel that it's the right move to better explain our product, to better showcase our brand. And so we're just gonna do it and we'll see what happens from there. Um, I, I think that sometimes at all the case studies that you see on people's websites uh, about yeah. <laughs> the research and the testing that things flow through, sometimes it's not the reality, right? Mm -hmm, like sometimes mm -hmm. you don't get to validate an idea before it ships. I think in a larger company where the stakes are much higher then that happens more often. But a smaller one, sometimes, yeah, you roll with your gut and uh, yeah. the validating happens afterwards when you look at the metrics. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's normal, right? I think that's like not a bad or wrong thing to do. And at least for me, as I've grown in my career, my like spidey sense around that has become better at knowing or, or have been able to make more confident like judgments, I guess, right? Like based on past experience and you know past tests and whatever and things I run I feel like I'm better equipped now to make like those more confident calls of like yes I think this one's going to work better than that one or let's run with this and make those recommendations and like often our product partners especially are looking to us as designers to help make those calls and make those recommendations and I know that can be really 
really tricky sometimes if you maybe don't have that refined spidey sense yet, but it's all part of the learning process. Like choose the one that, you know, in your gut, you feel most confident about, put it out there, learn, change, test, iterate, repeat. Like it's all part of the process. And I think a key to it is being curious about how your stuff performed, right? And not getting too precious over the end product or the idea itself that you're gonna like look for reasons to mm-hmm. say that it was successful rather than like truly yeah. being curious and open to learning about how it performed. Um, I think that's what we should always be doing. And it's often a really hard part because we don't have easy access to the data or it's not like no one's volunteering it up to us. We have to go and ask for it. This is something that I've done a lot with the um, external team that runs ads at ConvertKit. I don't have a way where I can just quickly check and see what's performing best of all the right. ad assets we've put out. I have to say, hey, from that last campaign, specifically which yeah. ad creative did the best? And also, like, what would you recommend, in your expert opinion, we do more of next time? You know, um, I ask that about every campaign because I'm like, I want to know. I want to make sure that with Absolutely. everyone we do, we're getting better and we're not like wasting our time creating things that the ad team's like, oh, that one won't work. We won't use that one because that's a waste of everybody's time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just got to be curious and, and always be learning. Totally. Yeah. My team has this saying of like, uh, it's not a one-way door or they'll be like, it's a revolving door in that like, we can always come back and change things. Or we can always take it down, put something else up or change something. Like we're not always having to commit to like, this is the final, final thing forever and ever, right? Like, mm-hmm things can easily be changed. Uh, so I don't know, I, I've liked that attitude that my team has had of like, we're gonna learn, we're gonna change things yep. probably, it's fine, we don't need to have everything perfect from day one. One warning I'll say to that, yes, have that attitude, I agree with that, but also make sure the things you're putting out are things that you actually wouldn't be totally embarrassed <laughs> if they existed for like six months to a year until you got to go back and change them. Um, because that is also the reality sometimes. <laughs> that is the reality. Yeah. It's not, it's not an, ex- that attitude is not an excuse for like, oh, let's just put something scrappy yeah, up, yeah, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. We can change it next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, let's move on to kind of the second part of this listener's question, which is, uh, you know, it, it sounds like, they're asking if they do indeed eventually validate mm-hmm. that it is the design that is lacking, do you have any advice on how to approach this with the designer and or management? So let's say you've gone away, you've validated, and it turns out, yep, design is you know, lacking or causing some issues here. Now what? How do you approach that? Do you have any advice for someone who is in this situation? Yeah, this is a tricky situation because... I think even before you do the validating step yourself, what you're really saying is that like you have concerns about the performance of someone else's work, right? Mm -hmm. And that is like a very delicate situation to be in at work and it depends a lot on the feedback culture that you have. Um, I would definitely recommend to them to be curious to start with, be curious with the folks who created it. You know, we talked about curiosity, wanting to learn from things. That's where you could start is like, hey, I noticed you shipped this thing. Like, how is it performing? What have mm-hmm. we learned from it? What's it doing? Um, involving them in that validating process, I think will help make it easier to do the next step if you, like you said, Fem, discover that it is lacking and it isn't living up to what it could be. Because otherwise the person's going to feel like you went behind their back and like you were <laughs> checking on their performance and, you know, uh, judging them when no one asked you to get involved in this. 
Um, I definitely think it is a good thing to speak up though, right? Because yeah. if, I don't know, it's like, if you see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> Can we bring that into this situation? I don't know. But I, I think it should be encouraged in companies because sometimes you can be really close to your work and having an outside perspective where someone's like, wait, what? This doesn't make yeah. sense. It can yeah. help you see things with fresh eyes too. But it all depends on how that is handled in your company and like what the culture is for feedback. For sure. Yeah, I think something else I would probably throw in is how can you approach the situation from a, I don't know if like from a solutioning perspective is the right phrase I want to say, but what I'm trying to say is like to not come in from like a blaming perspective yes. of like, yep. don't, don't over index too much on like, you did something wrong or this isn't going well. Like we don't need to talk about that. Like come in with the, the validation you did or hopefully you did that together. Like, okay, here's what the data says or here's what the customers are saying or here's how the metric is being affected. Cool, now let's move forward. How can we improve this? What could we change? How can we move the needle? Like from that more like positive, like let's resolve this together. So, like perspective rather than trying to like harp on about like why this wasn't good and like the mistakes that were made. Yep, exactly. I do think that you could speak to your direct manager about it would be a good step rather than going to the designer or the designer's manager. Like, I right. definitely don't do that. Don't jump to that, <laughs> that stage. Um, but speaking to your manager about it could open up a conversation about you being interested in other teams and other projects and what they're working on and connecting your work to it as well. Like that's um, something that happens as you get more senior in a company is yeah. your scope expands. We've talked about that before. And so speak about the issue you're seeing as it relates to your involvement in it and how your work impacts the issue too. Yeah. yeah, bring up the concern with your manager and say, do you think this is something that we should take further? Like I'm interested in being a part of the solution. I'm interested in giving the feedback if you think that's acceptable, but invite them into the conversation as well and, and get some advice. For sure. Yeah. I think what I wanted to say was how can you frame it as an opportunity rather yeah. than like a problem that needs solving, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. like, yeah, framing it in that positive mindset of like, Hey, I've noticed this or whatever. There's a huge opportunity here. Here's like potentially the impact we could have if we just did some of these things. Yeah, and then talking to your manager for guidance on maybe how to approach the rest of the team about that or bring it to the designer or get it prioritized or like, yeah, looking to them for guidance on next steps. I think that's probably what I would recommend. Yep, I agree. I think that that's a nice, gentle way to approach it that doesn't come across as blaming anyone and it's like yeah. constructive critique then. It's not going to come across as rude. Um, and you're also, you're making sure that you have the context first because you yeah. can't really give good critique on something until you have the context of, you know, what they're focusing on, why it ended up the way that it did and all that. That's something that I've been um, getting a lot of value in from being in fortnightly, I was going to say bi-weekly, but oh, yeah. we're New Zealanders, so we can say fortnightly. <laughs> we can say fortnightly, yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, fortnightly design team meetings where we have both product and marketing designers together on the call, I get more contact, context into the product designer's work. I'm invited to give feedback on their work. Whereas previously there was things that I was seeing going around our app and I was like, oh man, like this feels like <laughs> it's not up to standard or it feels like it's a there's an opportunity where we could bring in more brand here, you know? 
And it didn't really feel like my place to jump in into their project and say that. But now that we're on calls together and we're like chatting about our projects, it's like an open room for me to leave that feedback and vice versa for them. So if they're, this engineer is particularly interested in design too, like, is that an area that they could start to get closer to? And, you know, I know that as a designer, you know, too, that feedback from engineers is always really useful when it comes really to useful, yeah. the, the ways that our design is going to be built. Would love to have more engineers give their thoughts on design work before it reaches the stage of being shipped and questioning if it's valid or not. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's something they could do also. I think that's a good point, like thinking about or just reflecting on the culture of your team and any rituals you might have and like, Hopefully there is a forum existing for this kind of conversation eventually, right? Like whether it's a design review or a sprint planning or something, like hopefully that space exists. Um, and if it doesn't, that might be another area of opportunity for you to think about improving. Yeah. Actually, I'm just thinking about something that I did literally today that kind of relates to this. It wasn't about design. It was about copy. I'd mm. been thinking about our feature page and feeling like, oh, it's like looking at it with fresh eyes now and now that it's existed for like six months or something, I'm feeling like it's not very scannable. Like you can't just skim the headings and get the value from it. You really have to read all the words. And I know that's not ideal for a web page. And I also know that the people in the company who would usually do the writing of a page like that are very busy, have a lot of projects on their plate. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm a writer also, you know, I do <laughs> yeah. that on, on the side. I'm going to write something up and then I'll invite them to give feedback on it. And I'm going to suggest that we do a test of this like more succinct, different approach to copy versus what exists right now. Right. And um, see what they think about it. And we'll all learn something from it in running this test. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the like longer, like more storytelling content on the page is actually better. And then cool. And then I'll learn that. Um, or maybe we end up with a higher converting page at the end of it. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, that was how I approached it. Yeah. I think that's, that shows that like so much of our work is just about having like a learning growth mindset, right? Like it's yep. not about getting everything right from day one. It's, it's mm -hmm. about learning and improving and iterating and, making changes and like, it's just part of product development. So like this situation that this engineer emailed in about, I don't think is a quote unquote bad situation or nope. uncommon situation. It's just part of product development and like building these products or creating these experiences for our customers. So yeah, I think you've like hit a point where there's a huge opportunity here and time to learn. Yeah, and if you're a designer who ends up in this situation and your validation turns out that actually, no, this is not the right design, it does have issues, don't take it personally. Yeah. Like, like we've been saying, you learn something from this. You learn, okay, that approach wasn't the right approach to take. And then you get to try something else. Um, and that is extremely valuable. You'll take it with you throughout all of the rest of the design decisions you make in your career. For sure. Cool. Thanks for sharing some of your, your wisdom on this episode, Charlie. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, and I just enjoy hearing about how things happen on your team too, because uh, my main context for product design is the product team at ConvertKit and, yeah. you know, other teams do things very differently. And so yeah. it's great to learn. I hope that the engineer who wrote in got value from this and same for any other designer who is in a situation of wanting to like know if their designs were the right choice or not. But Fem, where can people go to hear more episodes of yeah. the show? You can head to designlife.fm and see our whole backlog. Or you can just search for Design Life in your podcast app and you'll see all our past episodes there. 
Yes, and we always like to say, don't go too far back, but you do get to hear oh, essentially entire design careers um, in, in this podcast. Pretty much at this point is documented, yes. <laughs> Tweet us if you've got a question or you can send a, in an email via the form on our website, designlife.fm. And like we said, we want to know if you're going to config and if you want us to do a meetup. Um, yes so that we can see you there <laughs> yes also i never know if it's config or config i feel like the americans oh, no. say config but i okay. say config but we will learn when we get there <laughs> we will i'm gonna say config until then because to it me it's config as well to me. <laughs> I, yeah when i heard hear americans say it they say config and i'm like oh that's but it's like conference Amer- figma config <laughs> that's what i thought too but i don't know we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> all right talk to you next time see you next time bye, bye.